Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we meet with some of the world's best leaders and chat through where they got leadership right, but importantly, where they got it very wrong. Where they stuffed it up, got reprimanded, suspended, or even fired, and all the gory details that go with it. Each week, we'll meet with a new leader, hear their trials, tribulations, and what they have learned from their experiences. Leadership isn't always pretty, is it? But by being vulnerable and talking about our shortcomings, you can grow the empathy within your team and show your team that you're worthy of their trust. So buckle up and let's get ready to hear what it takes to be a braver leader. All right. Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we talk with leaders about what they got very right, but also very, very wrong. And today I am joined by the fabulous Claire Tucker, who is the, equal, the, fab, uh, the CEO of the equally fabulous Homework Workspace in London. Uh, that was a bit of a tongue twister for me. How are you? How are you, Claire? I'm good, thanks, Sam. How are you? Yeah, yeah, very well. Thank you. Lovely to see you and always nice to have a bit of a chat. Um, and I'm really Wait. excited, actually, because I... I know a little bit about your backstory, but I'm keen to hear some more today. And uh, as we've chatted about, you know, you, you're um, the CEO of, and founder of a, of a, a fast-moving scale-up, really, mm-hmm. aren't you? So there's um, uh, no doubt some pretty cool learnings in there that you get to share with everybody. I hope so. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure there will be. So why, why don't you kick off by telling us a little bit about your backstory and what you what kind of led you to where you are now? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I um, I first started my career as a graduate at PricewaterhouseCoopers um, mm. back in the day in two thousand and three. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Um, as a trainee accountant um, uh, to become a chartered accountant on the, on their grad scheme, and um, I worked there. I worked there for twelve years, but I had a, a two year a two-year sort of hiatus where I worked for uh, Macquarie Bank in Australia. Um, when I first started at PwC, I was in assurance, so that is doing audit, external audit. Um, and I spent three years training, it was loads of fun. It was basically an extension of university in the centre of London. I mm. loved it, it was great. Mm. Uh, moved to Australia for a couple of years um, after I qualified um, and then left the firm and went to work for Macquarie which is an investment bank and I worked in their real estate investments uh, team within their within the finance team there and it's a bit more kind of conventional accounting and number crunching Mm. and then um, when I came back to the UK um, I went back to PwC Um, I had I had previously been working in um, sort of retail type uh, client base so main clients were GSK and Sainsbury's Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I came back from um, Australia, I moved into financial services, um, having spent two years in a bank. And then I was there um, until end of 2017, um, doing various roles. Um, So so some some audit, but then also some non-audit stuff. So kind of on the regulatory side, um, projects, um, kind of regulatory type projects. Um, and then I, when I, when I left the firm, I originally left on a career break, um, started homework with my husband, who's the co-founder. Um, and, um, I've been doing that ever since, and I still keep in touch regularly with uh, my, my old boss at PwC. And he's always mm-hmm. asking me when I'm going to come back. Um, and so <laughs> far I haven't, I haven't come back. So uh, I'm still very much in the homework camp for now, at least. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, isn't it, when you go out on your own and there's people, I mean, I've had that too, people sort of saying, oh, why don't you come and work for us or come and do this? And it's like, when you think about it, the, I mean, I guess, and this is the, the, um, the sort of uh, the, the ground that is startup slash scale up, you're like, oh man, I don't know about you, but I, I've often kind of gone, oh God, that seller would be nice. That would be, <laughs> that would, that would be easy. <laughs> I've never ever thought that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's that is a hundred percent true. Um, you know, it's such a difference, such yeah. a shift, um, a mm. completely different cultural experience. Um, running your own startup to to working in that very corporate, very structured environment, which was wonderful. And um, you know, as an accountant, um, you know, very structured lovely career path loads of development opportunities lots of structure around your development um and your your sort of career path and obviously there's none of that um when you're in a when you're in a startup so um yeah mm. it's much much more chaotic um mm. so far and um, definitely hasn't paid me the salary that pwc used to pay me um but uh, hopefully one day soon <laughs> awesome so tell us a little bit about homework. Um, you know I love homework. Uh, I love your spaces, but uh, you. tell tell um, tell us all a, a little bit about homework and what your what you've done so far and what your plans are. So um, yeah, homework is a startup. Um, we opened our doors in our first space in Putney, where you know very well, um, mm -hmm. in August two thousand and nineteen. So um, Sam and I. What a time to start! What a time! Sam and I um, were talking about it. Obviously, we've, we'd both had our own experiences of flexible working. I um, I loved my career and my time at PwC. It was a fantastic um, kind of first first chunk I would say of my career um but I think um not that I had necessarily ever articulated this but I had never imagined I would stay there forever in my career mm. and there were various sort of reasons uh, around why I uh, why I left when I did uh, mainly kind of personal reasons um and as I said I, I initially took a career break um mm. and then later later resigned when I started homework um but um, yeah, I, I had always wanted to have my own business. I'd always um, wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was just something that I had always wanted to do. And I mm. had often mused about kind of what I would do and how I would do it. Um, and Sam and I were just talking about um, flexible working, PwC, offered flexible working pre-pandemic. Um, and we both had our own experiences of, of that, albeit, you know, in theory you could work from home kind of whenever you like but I never did I, I always went into the office because mm. it, it was difficult to work anywhere other than the office mm. um and he had he he used to be at PwC as well he left gone to go and work for a, a private equity family office and whilst he was there he had come across another sort of co-working startup and we were just talking about it over the summer uh, of 2018 um sort of over, over that period of time um, and just saying, you know, we, we felt that there was something, there was an opportunity to do something more flexible, more convenient, more sort of on the local high street, um, more, more centred around local communities, you know, much more accessible and much more affordable than, well, WeWork was, was, was the sort of co-working um, mm. space at the time. It was the, the one that kind of was, was like exploding onto the scene and everybody knew about it and took up a great big space in the Shard, which was right next to my PwC office. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we just 
just sort of got talking about it and decided, um, you know, yeah, we like that idea. Yeah, we like that idea. Um, should we give it a go? And so we went and found a, a space in, in Putney. It was the first and only one we saw. We went to see one other just as a bit of a comparison. Decided we really liked it and it would suit our purposes really well. So we kind of were like, right, let's go and see if we can, you know, scrape the money together to, to get it off the ground. Um, so we did. And and from honestly, from that moment, I have been completely um belts and braces in there doing it awesome. it's been my it's been my whole life so um yeah I've got a really sweet picture actually from the first viewing that we did in Putney with my daughter who was at, at preschool at the time so she was with me kind of for half the day um mm. she was yeah she was three and um, she's now seven mm. um and um yeah that was what I did I was like right come on Izzy we're going we're going to see a sign and she was like okay mummy um and um we really liked it um we we spoke to both of our parents and said you know could you give us a bit of money to to help us get this off the ground we had a bit of money of our own to put in um you know we did some financing and we um we got the lease on we agreed the heads of terms by the end of the end of 2018 I incorporated the business in, in November 2018 um that all felt quite real at that point it's like oh I'm yeah. a I'm a director I'm a shareholder <laughs> I've got a business um and um then we signed the lease in March and we completed the fit out and got the doors open in in the August of 2019 and that was it so so we we got partly going Putney was great I mean we you know we, we had a really great start it was all full within sort of five months um and um I was just I mean, you know I having been completely ensconced in it all for, for 18 months by that point I was like okay right maybe we can start thinking about a second site um I remember we went um, skiing at the February February half term February 2019 mm. and um it I remember feeling it was the first time since the first time in 18 months that I had been able to um let go of the business sufficiently to go and have you know a, a family holiday and felt that it would be okay and um, that I could kind of leave it in safe hands and um we went to Italy ironically skiing which was really funny wow. um and then uh, we came back we came back um to like oh my goodness Covid pandemic skiing Italy mm. <laughs> I mean we, we we didn't catch it or anything like that but um you know the world completely changed in the sort of two weeks after we got back from that skiing holiday you know having had that thought process of like oh um yeah it's okay I'm I can leave the business it's going to be fine I'm going to go and have a holiday and then you know the whole world turned upside down when we came back um but mad, yeah wasn't it? <laughs> yeah absolutely mad absolutely mad yeah. um but then my um my brother-in-law um had that he was working for a venture capitalist at the time mm. had come down for a couple of uh, six weeks in um six weeks at the beginning of the year so that January February 2019 had, had brought the office down because they they had an office in Wimbledon and, and they were doing a refurb. And um, during during that time, um, the founders of the VC had, had come in and seen the space and said, you know, if they're ever looking for investment, um, uh, put, put us in touch. And um, we sort of left it there. Obviously, then COVID happened and, um, you know, that, that's a different story, which I'm sure we'll come on to later. 
and then um, we've been looking at sites. We'd hired a, we'd hired a, we'd hired a, um, a property agent to look for sites for us. Um, and anyway, a few months later in the summer, he came back to us and said, "Look, do you still want to look at sites? Because there's some good deals to be had." Um, mm. And we were feeling really bearish at that point, thinking, "Oh no, we don't, don't want to look at any more sites." But we went and looked, and then of course we were like, "Yeah, okay, we like the site. Shall we mm. go and see if we can buy some more money?" So then had the conversations with the investors um mm. and then and then we um we we started a partnership with them mm. we talked about a further expansion and and that's kind of taken us to where we are now with which is um three operational sites plus a fourth which we're currently fitting out um mm. so that's kind of the timeline of homework mm. yeah i love it and uh i mean really given what the pandemic did to the world you came out of it relatively well uh, is that fair to say yeah i mean i yes i would i mean in some ways i think because we were such an early startup whilst it was devastating i mean you know we sort of closed the door i mean it was really devastating it was um you know i had sort of two weeks at the beginning when we first closed where i was just in free fall and i i was literally like oh my god i've just poured all of my heart and soul and time and money and everything into this business and it's going to be it's going to be done with overnight mm. um and I was looking, you know, doing lots of calculations. I'm an accountant, so I like numbers. I was doing lots of calculations around how much uh, money I was on the hook for, where I was going to find the money. Um, you know, Sam and I had personal guarantees on some of the financing, you know, so it's like quite, quite serious stuff. Um, but then, you know, within a couple of weeks of it all happening, they sort of announced the packages and, and the financial support for businesses and stuff. And we thought, OK, maybe we can just kind of keep our heads above water here, which which we did. Mm. Um, and um, and then when we sort of when we sort of thought to ourselves, OK, we might we, we might be OK here. Mm. Um, um, we then we then had this conversation with the with the uh, property agent as I mentioned. We went and found a site that we liked. Um, this is in the summer of, of two thousand of twenty twenty. Mm. Um, and um, at that point, my brother in law, who had been working for this VC, um, said, "Well, would, you know, would you like me to put you in touch with with the um, with the founders?" And um, and we said, "Yeah, you know, that that would be great." So um, so we ended up having a conversation, and and obviously, you know, COVID. Uh, presented a great opportunity for us you know for, mm. for the nature for the nature of the business you know our our USP was always the fact that it was local and flexible and convenient and of course now with hybrid working um that is the nature of so so many more people than it was before mm. so it's it's a hundred percent broadened our market it's mm. changed it's changed working patterns as well and um, mm. so there is there are certainly headwinds and challenges but mm. at the time when we were when we were talking to our, our now investors, um, you know, they they like the post-COVID opportunity. We like the post-COVID opportunity um, to do to do these kind of local local flexible uh, workspaces where people don't have to commute, but they can still work in an mm. environment which is conducive to work as opposed to just at the kitchen table or whatever. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of how how they they came on board. And of course, then with with their uh, with their investment, we've 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 got these three new sites so mm. um so yeah actually uh, you know there was a there was a hundred percent a springboard for us um after covid without a doubt um it's not to say it's not a, a big challenge getting the business uh off the ground and, and where it needs to be mm. uh, but but certainly yes that, that it has it has changed the face of, of working for us for the for the better in terms of the business case mm, yeah exactly that i mean i remember finding mm. you 
because that was exactly what was happening, right? We we didn't want to be uh, at home, uh, but we didn't want to be going necessarily into central London, yeah. um, which was kind of what it was, wasn't it? it was there mm. was the office group had sites, uh, and and so did um, uh, WeWork, obviously, but they were all big, they were all central, and they were all kind of and and now there's this real opportunity, isn't there, to go? I think I've even seen your your um, your marketing. It's the perfect perfect stop between a long commute and I forget the end of it but um, <laughs> yeah, being stuck at home, uh, yeah. yeah being stuck at home exactly and it's 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 so funny isn't it because I remember when it happened and everyone like 50% of people maybe that no I, I don't know that number but you know let's guess let's use it 50% of people went great I can work from home and 50% of people went oh my god I have to work from home Mm-hmm. um and and it's probably more than 50 percent went said the latter right because a lot of people have children a lot of people don't have big apartments a lot of people you know have don't have conditions where you can actually work from home and you're the you're the answer to that right and mm-hmm. it's 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 an infinitely affordable as well which mm-hmm. is makes it really nice and i think very glad uh, to hear you say that <laughs> I, I i want i want to uh, pick up on something you said about um changing work patterns now um because it has really changed people's working patterns, hasn't it? And what, what have you noticed? Because you're right at the coalface of that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's really interesting. So, yes, I mean, hybrid and flexible working ha- has become infinitely more prevalent. And um, um, and actually, I, it's it's just here to stay because um, mm. it has become so, so ingrained over the mm. period of the pandemic. Um, that now large employers, um, I mean, it's almost no one that I can think of has mandated that their staff needs to be back in the office five days a week um, because they can't, they, they can't, um, they can't mandate it because people will go elsewhere. Hmm. Um, and, and, and what you say, it's really interesting what you say about um, <clears throat> the sort of 50% are happy to work from home and 50% think, oh no, I've got to work from home. I mean, actually, I I would say it's probably a hundred percent of people who really value and enjoy the flexibility that working from home gives you. So it's it's not the actual working from home; mm. it's the fact that they aren't wasting two hours or more of their day commuting. It's yeah, the fact yeah. that they have got the flexibility to do things with their families. It's mm. the fact that um, you know they don't have to jump out of bed at six thirty and get themselves dressed up and, and go. I mean, you know, obviously people need to be presentable, but um, <laughs> you know, it's just a bit of a more relaxed vibe isn't it when you don't have to like jump out of bed at the crack of dawn and actually you can just start work at 8 30 which is Mm. a really really good time you know it's an early it's early to start work really um you know when you can have got out of bed at quarter past eight so um so there's there are so many things you know walking the dog going to an exercise class um Mm. doing the shopping Mm. like the the chores that you know that that you can do um that you can just get kind of you can just kind of um, evolve into your day rather than having to kind of make appointments and make time to do those things so mm. I, I would say that there are very very few people who who don't appreciate the flexibility that that gives you mm. um but there are real challenges with working from home so you know you there are infinite distractions mm. you lose productivity and uh, and the the main thing I think is the is the lack of contact and community with other people. Um, you know, it's the lack of purpose. Um, it's the it's the oh I can't I've got no separation between home and work. Yeah, I can't just do live my whole life within these four walls. Um, I need to I need some separation. Mm. I need to 
feel like more of a professional self. I need to be able to meet my clients somewhere. I need to be able to meet my colleagues somewhere. Mm. Um, so, so that is really what homework's all about. It's all about it's all about providing that flexibility so that if you do need to pop home and let the washing machine man in, you can do that. You can pop and kick, pick the kids up. Mm. Um, you know, you you've still got a you know a ten minute walk around the corner as opposed to an hour and a half commute um you know you can you can maintain all of those great benefits mm. um whilst still then getting um the things that people need from the office which is a sense of professionalism an opportunity mm. for coaching and development an opportunity mm. to meet clients mm. um and and for employers it's an opportunity to it's just a sense that their staff are in a professional environment mm. you know set up for the work day mm. and that they can meet the demands of their their job so um yeah that's what it's all about it's about it's about the the community and the professional um environment while still being able to get all the perks of of working from home or working flexibly mm, totally and I, I like what you said about you know the being 10 minutes around the corner because that's exactly what it was for me yeah is is the ability to I still need to book in my day. And actually, when in the pandemic, I would get up, get ready, go for a walk around the block, sit down and do my my work. So mm. I was going to work essentially. And so one of my favorite things about Putney, because you, you know it's a 25-minute walk from me, is I get to walk along the river. So it bookends my day with a little bit of essentially mindfulness, right? I get to walk along the river, listen and look at things which are not head in a phone or into a, a laptop. Um, but you know it's a sense of exactly that professionalism and it really helped me focus mm. um it really does help me focus so being uh you know i noticed the difference between being here at home and and and, and in, a, in a co-working space i definitely focus more so yeah no it's uh it's a well-timed uh entry to the market really isn't it and despite that first kind <laughs> of initial oh god my my life savings have gone down the toilet it actually yeah. is has come out all right yeah yeah I'm, i mean that's absolutely right i think that the, the challenge the, the sort of slightly more challenging side of the market is really around the fact that working from home has become so much more accepted um mm. than it used to be um and so actually there are some people who have just become quite closeted at home and they're quite um they 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 like being at home and they're almost a bit sort of scared to get back out into the world they've got you know they they, they feel safe at home they feel mm. comfortable at home um and so so, so we have we've got some instances of people who, who used to come to the space all the time pre-pandemic and now they just work from home mm. um so there's there's you know that's the kind of other, other end of the um the spectrum but mm. um absolutely undoubtedly um in my opinion, mm. there has to be a um a future working arrangement where you have the office and you have home and then you have a third space which is a satellite office or you know a homework obviously um <laughs> where um and and you you've essentially got those three those three bits of the pie and and at the moment i think for a lot of people still there's just the two bits and gotcha. you know they they there are downsides to both of them um mm. and um yeah I, I i just think there has to be this kind of third space which mm -hmm. is a, pro a proper part of the solution. Nice one. Okay. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some of the mistakes you've made or the things you've learned uh, in, in the last, uh, or since August 2018, uh, or 2019, sorry. Um, 
so yeah tell, tell me I guess the, the maybe the top one or two that stick in your mind that you go god that was a howler um and and you know maybe what you learned from that and what you might do differently um do you know what I don't I, I guess I don't really think too much in in terms of mistakes um okay. because I you know my experience of running a business is I mean there is absolutely no way you're, you're basically starting from a point where almost everything you do will be a mistake everything <laughs> will be some, you know there will be some you 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 will get something wrong all the time and mm. I still get things wrong all the time and that's the only way that you learn how to do it right is is, is to do it wrong in the first place nobody I mean I, I I would be amazed if any person started a business and got everything right from the get-go and it all went perfectly and I would say if they did end up in that situation it would be more through luck than through judgment and I would say that they will almost certainly come a cropper when they come up against headwinds and and then therefore don't know how to deal with them or don't don't have the tools to deal with them because they've never experienced any any challenges um but I would I would absolutely say that you just you have to make mistakes all the time in order to figure out what the right things are to do and you just have to be prepared to keep going and keep trying try again try again try again try something new try change something you've you've got to be so active and proactive and try and try again and not not get knocked by you know the constant barrage of challenges that you will mm. absolutely certainly face mm. and, and i mean that sounds a lot like uh, and you mentioned before, you you know, you've, you've um, benefited from some mindset coaching. And that sounds a lot like growth mindset, really, doesn't it? So it's, okay, this is not a failure. It's just cool. I've learned something that I shouldn't do. I just have to do it differently next time. Maybe I'll try it this way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I'd say probably my my biggest learning, though, um, if, if I reflect um, over the over the last sort of year year or two is um I, I think and this I'm sure this is true of, of lots and lots of businesses lots of startups is that um everybody's very focused on the um the amazing idea they've had or the amazing mm. skill set that they're selling or the amazing service that they're selling and they think that by just getting that thing in a package or being off being able to offer it to people is enough to um get your make the business work and, and it just isn't like that's mm. such a small part of um of what is required to make a business work mm. um and you know I was massively guilty of that we just kind of opened the doors and um hoped and prayed that people would come and they and they did which was great mm. um <clears throat> and they came I would say they came to to a certain degree um, but what the, the things that I've really done this year that have made a big difference are um, one is around my personal personal growth and development. So mm. when when I say that, as, as we, we discussed earlier, I've, I've got a business coach now, um, which um, it just the main thing for me is around focusing my mind on the strategic side of the business and kind mm. of keeping me right knowing that there's somebody there that I can call upon if I, if I need to um yeah. check what I'm doing or, or whatever um and also within that you know I've 
I've started reading books. I'm constantly trying to learn. I'm constantly trying to teach myself new things um, that I think will help me in a business context. Um, and, um, you know, you know, I've started, I've started going to doing lots of networking. I mean, that's part of my marketing strategy, but um, within the networking, I've met so many interesting people um, who have connected me with, you know, um, like book clubs and mm training programs and as you say the the, the mindset coaching mm-hmm. um and all of that is just contributed so much to my own self-development as as a as a business leader um but specifically i think within that self-development um has really been a focus on 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 marketing and particularly on sales um and the 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 need to to really really have that um properly pinned down which I don't mm. yet by the way <laughs> I'm trying, trying, trying to get it trying to get it right but um <clears throat> and a focus on it's a focus on on top line growth focus on revenue mm. um you know you um, I mean I'm naturally I'm a, I'm a numbers person I'm I'm an auditor mm. so I'm naturally kind of cautious for and uh, from a cost control perspective well, I also know where I am with all my numbers all the time and that's that that is something that that helps me um but you know you can only you can only control your costs so much you know mm. if you want to make your business successful you have to focus on growing your revenues um and um and so you know the, the sort of the sales strategy and the marketing strategy are are so so important to that um and and i would say the key thing from a marketing perspective is because it's such a black hole um you know where do you start how do you how do you go about marketing your business I mean my business is the new business I mean co-working is not new but my mm. version of co-working is mm. um and there aren't really any kind of like manuals there's no one to really ask it's it's um you know it's kind of new um but the the, the major lesson I've learned with marketing is that um don't do it unless you can absolutely clearly measure what it's returning for you in terms of Mm. revenue and Mm. if it's not returning you more than it costs don't do it and ideally you would get a kind of a free trial period where you can measure the ROI before you even have to spend any money doing it um but that's that is the kind of key the key lesson that I've I've learned from my marketing perspective um yeah so 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 they it's 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 really around yeah growing the growing the top line and um, Mm. how to do that I think it's very very easy for people to get very bogged down and and focused on the delivery of the thing that it that you're doing um a because you can do it and b because marketing and sales are hard and it's like where do you start Mm. um so you you've uh, I've really, really pushed myself in those areas this mm. this year, and and I can, I'm really starting to see the impacts of that. Mm. I mean, it's super interesting, isn't it? Because it sounds essentially like it, what I heard was in the midst of this kind of craziness of a startup, don't forget about yourself mm. a little bit, right? Like you've still got to progress, and you've still got to learn, and some of it sounds like out of necessity, but also what might be a really nice byproduct there is that you're actually taking care of yourself a little bit too and ensuring that you're you're growing right and and making yeah. time for that stuff yeah and I I mean I think so so this is from this is from my my mindset coach but the, the thing that really resonated for me about that and we obviously chatted about a little bit about it before but um was really around you know if you kind of 
imagine yourself as a really calm together person who's got it all figured out you know imagine that person in like five years time who's got this you know amazing successful business um and think about you know think about the journey um is it going to be a better journey if you are calm and happy and your well-being is looked after or is it going to be a terrible awful stressful journey if you're constantly stressed and exhausted and never looking after yourself and and it's such a tendency to you know you know you know as, as well as I do you just you just throw yourself into it you do whatever it takes you you know you clean the toilets you run <laughs> down to the site at three o'clock in the morning when the alarm goes off yeah, yeah, um yeah. you know all of that stuff I just you just do it all because you just have to you do whatever it takes to, to sort mm. of um in service of, of the business and um and actually the, my mindset coach was like if you if you just imagine this this really together calm relaxed in control person don't you think that person is somebody that your staff wants to deal with, that your stakeholders mm. want to deal with, that your your investors want to deal with, that your husband wants to deal with, and your children <laughs> want to deal with? And um, you know, that's it's, it's absolutely right. Um mm. and yeah. um and that that calm together person is the one who then can can take the business forward. Mm, totally. Uh, have you done have you done anything in the way of like affirmations and going this is where I'm going to be and and setting yourself and doing those kind of rituals or anything like that I mean I wouldn't call them rituals but yes I mean yeah. that that has definitely been something that's come up as part of my my sort of coaching and mm. um um general kind of self-development journey if you like mm. um I'm still you know I'm still a naturally cautious person I'm also very realistic about um you know about the fact that many 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 startups fail um and, most of them um, right yeah and you know and I I I do know what my downside looks like I know very well what my downside looks like um I'm I'm not afraid of it um I know exactly what the numbers look like um mm. and, and and so and it's fine it's not there like a monkey on my back is scaring me mm. Um, in terms of like the, the sort of affirmations and the future self, I mean, yes, I have some ambitions for where I want the business to be. And I have definitely articulated them more in, in the last sort of six months, say, than I ever have before. Mm. Um, because, you know, as you as you rightly say, that's that's part of the, the sort of personal coaching journey. Mm. Um um, because if you you know if you if you constantly think you're going to fail then of course you're going to fail, going to how, fail. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you not going to fail if you if you're constantly coaching yourself that you're going to fail like it's you know there's no other outcome surely do you know, um, do you know I had the I had the best possible uh, introduction to that yeah with my dad and we were standing on a river and I was standing on a rock and I and he jumped across and I said I can't do that and he said well if you tell yourself you can't of course you can't just yeah. tell yourself you can do it and do it and I was like, okay, I'll try. And I'm like, all right, that sounds crazy. And I said, so I said to myself, all right, I can do this. I can do this. And I did it. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> and I think I was like six or seven and yeah. like, you know, what, what an amazing, uh, so thanks dad. Um, I'm not yeah. sure you'll, he'll ever listen to this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's, there's, uh, there's some truth in that, isn't there? Whether you think you are, or you think you are not, it's right. Yeah. 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 There's a, a you, you you have to believe in where you're where you're trying to get to, totally. Like, otherwise, you won't get there. And, and how do you? Because you've got an amazing team as well. Uh, you know, I, I love your team. And how do you? Um, how do you instill this 
uh, calmness and this kind of uh, future focus in them? What are you doing to, to, to infect them, for want of a better term? I mean, I, 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 I don't really know. I'm going ha- to kind of um, have a stab. I think I, um, you know, I'm a girl and um, I, do na- I do naturally have some uh, feminine qualities about me. Mm. Um, and honestly, I, you know, you don't come across a lot of women in, I've, I've, I've actually never come across a lot of women in, in my professional capacity, both, both in my career before, um, before homework and now in the world of startups, um, you know, it's quite, it's quite male dominated. Mm. Um, and I'm naturally extremely empathetic. Um, mm. I also really like to connect with them. You know, I like to know who everyone is. I give everyone a hug when I go into the sites. I go to the sites as often as I can. Um, I try to be very present and very available. As mm. all, I've always done that. That's just how I how I operate. Um, but I, in terms of like the real kind of tools, I guess that I use on a day on a sort of day to day management basis, we have a we have a monthly team meeting um, where um, I will we'll basically cover off whatever we feel is, is kind of important to cover off. But in those meetings, we tend, we do it in the evening. We have Prosecco and pizza um, mm. and um, we'll we'll talk about the strategy and I'll talk about where the business is financially, like what, what the performance of the business. Um so I think that helps to keep everybody very connected with the overall strategy. Um, you know, then it it just sort of percolates down. They all love working in a startup. They love the ambition. You know, they love the future prospects. Mm. Um, you know, they're under no illusion about the challenges. I, you mm. know, I, I tell them. Um, mm. um, and so and so it's great. And I guess, you know, in terms of kind of values and behaviours, you know, you tend to recruit people who um, mirror the, the, the sorts of values and behaviours that, that you have yourself. Um, and so we, we just have a lovely caring team who all look out for each other. I mean, it's not without challenges, of course, but, um, you know, that, that sort of connection and support is, is just naturally there mm. um and that that monthly team meeting is really is really good for that and we also have a whatsapp group um mm. and i try not to bombard them too much with my with my whatsapps <laughs> but um i will send you know the occasional message in there um and i'll i'll like bold the bits that i think are really important so that they can <laughs> immediately pick it out because i'm not sure how much they'll read and <laughs> um, there's that and then I and then I and then I physically try and get into the sites as much as possible. So mm. I generally try and do three days a week on site. Um, mm. I'm try I'm actually in the spirit of trying to organise myself a bit better and being a bit calmer. I'm trying to do a week in each site at a time. Cool. So so I'm not kind of running around them all the time. Mm. Um, okay. And um, and I just you know I'll, I'll always do my best to connect with them. When we did Wimbledon. Georgie and I were because um, we had loads of footfall from from people going up to the tennis, and mm. um, we've got this fantastic um, guy Oz who kind of runs the cafe in Southfield, and um, he normally just does it on his own. But obviously, because it was so busy, Georgie and I were, were there helping him with it. We just had the best two weeks. It was so mm. fun. I was on shots, Georgie was on the till, and then Oz was on the on the milk and it was it was great we just awesome. had the best time it was lovely so awesome. i just i just try and take every every opportunity to connect with them awesome awesome love that 
I think you've actually right at the start of 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 that touched on such an important point and it's a huge topic um but one I really believe very passionately in and that like the world of workers has been male dominated but if we if we actually think about that correctly it's masculine dominated because you said I'm I'm a girl <laughs> but I'm actually I've got a lot of feminine characteristics and that's really important right and there's a there's a way now for us to to lead business with feminine traits and I think that's actually one of the reasons I connect with your team so much is that you know I'm I'm a man, but I display a lot of feminine traits too, and that I like to be empathetic. I love to connect with people. I care about loving and that sort of stuff, right? And I'm not ashamed of that. I, five years ago, I probably would have been ashamed of that, but I love that stuff, right? And it's so important that uh, we have male and female leaders that it can actually bring that stuff in. I mean, that's a that's a lot of the stuff that I do in my courses, right? And my and my um my team coaching is how do we insert psychological safety? How do we insert empathy? Uh, how do you get people to be vulnerable leaders? And and the feminine character is often vulnerable by default, right? Whereas the masculine is directional and hard and I've got to get here. And it's mm -hmm. tough when you're in a city like London because it's essentially set up to be masculine. It's like New York, isn't it? Everybody's in a hurry. You're in my way. Please get out of the way. Mm. And so, like, what an interesting kind of um, essentially way to do business, isn't it? And just go, actually, we've set it up like this because whether you've done it like um, by by default or on purpose, I don't know if it really matters. But like, that's why it's, you know, as you said it, I was like, that's why it's nice to be in homework because it <laughs> feels like home, right? It feels yeah. comfortable. And you can go there and I can banter with the people on the front desk. I can banter with you. We, you know, but there's also like a real care, right? Mm. And it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> It's not all pink, Sam. It's true, it's pink. not all pink. Putney's pink, Putney's pink. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it absolutely is. Um, and I've and I've sort of grappled quite a lot over my over my time with this whole concept of, you know, if if you want to be sort of formidable, you have to be you have to be able to be firm, you have to, you know, go out and take what you need to take, and you know, um, you you just gotta lay it on the line for people. And you know, there is a degree of that, I think, which is true. And I can I can perfectly well hold hold my own when I need to. Um but I do, I just, you know, this is my business and I've I've said it from the start. I I will I'm not going to run it as I think I should run it. I, I will run it how it, it's true to me. Um and um I I will I will never change that. That 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 is fundamentally the culture that I want homework to be all about. It's 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 all about kindness and empathy and support. Um and of, and of course there are there are sort of there are limits and and you know there are there are challenges. Um mm. but that is fundamentally the 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 um the culture that I want to create with both my business within the team and for my customers. Love that, love that. One last question for you. Mm -hmm. What would be your your bit of advice? So let's say I'm a startup or I'm about to launch a not maybe not a homework co-working space because I don't want to be your competitor, uh, but I'm about to launch a startup. Um, what would be your one bit of advice for me? Oh my goodness, do I have to do I have to distill it into one piece? No, no, you don't. <laughs> give, give, you can give me as long as you want. What's the advice? <laughs> um okay the advice would be 
um don't assume that because you've got a good idea or because you're really good at whatever it is that you're trying to sell that you'll make a success of it mm. um you you have to be good at business as well or mm. you have to be able to you know like that there, there are it's a skill and, and it can be learned at the end of the day. And I think probably what happens is that a lot of the time people start a business and they, you know, they assume because it's it's a good idea or because they're really good at it or whatever, that it will work. And then, you know, then it doesn't, and then money starts to become a problem. And then every, you know, people are kind of um, in this big financial pickle and they've, and they've been working their ass off and they've thrown everything they've got at it. And it's just a, a, a big, exhausting um demoralizing kind of situation to end up in um so in terms of how in terms of how to kind of get yourself upskilled around the business side of things I would definitely either get a coach or mm. read some books um I've got some good ones that I can recommend mm. um and um get get some advice from somebody who um can give you that more holistic view of the business because the the, the actual the actual thing that you're that you're delivering mm. is a, just the, a tiny piece of the overall puzzle mm-hmm. Love it. um you've got to be well funded and you've got to have good cash reserves um you know the cash as i mean i think i mentioned it earlier and i'm an accountant the financial side of the business is has been the most stressful thing for me uh, without a doubt um and I've got you know I've got a really good funding partner um mm. and um it, it's still it, it's still always always the thing that's really challenging um mm. so you've got to be well funded um and you've got to kind of do a bit of sort of crisis planning I would say around yeah. what what happens if mm. the money runs out you know where would we turn what would we do in that situation not yeah. not loads of it just a bit of an idea um and um yeah i um i would the the other thing which is enormously important is um having the right support network around you mm. um and i don't know what that you know what that looks like for for different people but the 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 most important thing is that when the chips are down and when you have those moments of crisis which you absolutely will there's mm. no, no way you can do it without it um and they'll be they'll be regular <laughs> there's not just going to be <laughs> one of them um that you have somebody or something or a group of people or whatever it may be that can listen to your concerns talk mm. you down talk you around tell you you can still do it and keep you keep you focused and keep you going mm. love it love it give us your book recommendations top three. Oh, oh my goodness get me on the spot Right I, on the spot. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really like the one-page marketing plan by I can't remember the author's name. That's really bad. Ah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember it either. But yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You're, like, I, I, I need to go and find the names and the authors of these books. Um. Um. But yeah, that one. Then there's the Seven Habits by. Um, ah. Yep. Seven Habits Stephen, by Stephen, Like, I'm hopeless at remembering authors. Seven um, Habits of Highly uh, Stephen Covey, yep. Yeah, and that, yeah, Covey, yeah. And then um, the other one, the, the Cold Start Problem. And I don't know who the author is. What's it called, sorry? The Cold Start Problem. Oh, okay, cool. Never heard of that one. Love it. Add that to my uh, my Amazon list, just what Raquel wants to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Andrew Chin is the cold start problem. Love it. There you go, Andrew Chin. Yeah, and he's actually awesome. got he's got an email address at the back, and um, I um, I was going to email him, but I haven't actually um, worked out the courage to do yet. <laughs> oh, do it, do it. Finally, um, so you've got uh, three sites up and running. So there's Southfields, um, Southfields Wimbledon, Putney was obviously the original, uh, and then um, Fulham's up and running now as well, isn't it? And right near, um, off, just off Fulham Broadway, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. And so Wandsworth is about to come online, is that right? That is right, yes. We are currently in the, uh, doing the fish out of Wandsworth. That's keeping me very busy. Um, but I love, I love doing fish outs. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. No? Love it, love it. Yeah. Um, even even in spite of the the challenge, I mean, and there, I mean, the challenges during the fit out are like mind blowing. Mm. Um, but um, you know, I love a challenge. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so Wandsworth is um Wandsworth is being fit out at the moment. Um, very exciting. Hoping to get open in January. It's it's been slightly delayed because of energy supplies into the into the building. Unbelievably. Mm. Um, mm. I mean energy energy crisis that's the next one isn't it um let's not get on to yeah. it <laughs> yeah so so and we've got some really like, we've got some exciting new things coming in the in the ones with space as well it's 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 a bit smaller than than fulham um okay. um but it's got um we're gonna have pods little little ah, pods, cool um that can be taken permanently in private by private individuals so i'm quite excited mm -hmm. about those um Amazing. and also it's just an, the most incredible site it's beautiful absolutely beautiful Amazing. Yeah, I've seen the uh, Instagram of it. It looks fantastic. That building looks incredible, yeah? Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. When, when are you hoping to open? January. Okay, nice one, nice one. Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Yet, yet another edition. Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. It's been lovely to chat and hear you're a little welcome. bit more. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully catch you soon, yeah? Yeah. Thank you, nice Sam. one. Ciao for now. Thanks for tuning in to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we discuss with leaders where they got leadership right, but also where they got it very, very wrong. If you'd like to know more, visit us on braverleaders.com or you can email us directly on team at braverleaders.com. Stay tuned and we'll see you very, very soon.